0: you're listening to an irreverent podcast visit irreverent fm for more content from our friends hello everybody and welcome my name is janice Legata, and this is god has not given an evangelical podcast featuring me and my failing faith and conversations with my friends and family this week's episode is part one of my first two-parter. I jumped on the Zoom call and it easily could have gone on forever, and I'm thankful for that. Just on a behind-the-scenes practical level, I've been having to be honest with myself and acknowledging that I can't do all things and therefore having to make some hard choices about what to prioritize, and this podcast did make the list, but it was nice to have a little bit of editing breathing room with this two-for-one. But that does mean I'll be missing my Am I a Christian check-in next week, unless... Stay tuned at the end for how you may be able to help with that. In the meantime, jump on the Zoom call with me and let's wake up together. When I first saw you, I said, oh my, I said, oh my. Jessica Ray. I met in, ooh, I don't even know. Yeah, was it like 2011? Maybe 2012. It's gonna be 11, 12, yeah. Yeah. So I'm gonna go with that. (laughs) And she was in my connect group. Mm. um, And we were kind of pre-gaming before this conversation. And I think I was kind of surprised to find out she was only at Hillsong for two years. Cause I feel like, I'm like, no, she was definitely with me longer. But then you and I would just have this weird phenomena. Of just like randomly running into each other, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so many times, and like the most random times, because yeah. we would end up just talking and hanging out, yeah, like having these great conversations. Yeah, and then we go our separate ways, and then maybe
1: <laughs> maybe the universe will bring us back. To oh man! So yeah, I, uh, I remember one time I was walking to work. And then I was running into you walking to work. I'm like, what? <laughs> I think it had been like two years since I'd seen you, or something. Oh, hey, hey girl, hey. I know there was a subway connect at some point. I was like, wow, <laughs> I've been <that's> Janice. Hello. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, yeah, dude. Um, so I guess like uh, to introduce myself. My name is Jessica Ray, and I'm a visual artist, choreographer, dancer, video editor, and videographer, and I've been working freelance for like the last nine years. Um, I was mainly working in New York and Brooklyn, and now in pandemic, I'm in Oklahoma. So like, hey, what's up? uh, Back back to those roots. Yeah. Yeah. It's a weird place to be there's so much space out here. It's, it's cool. The sky, like I think the craziest thing um, is that there that you can just see the full sky here, like buildings, like none of that, like skyline situation. It's just the sky. And I was looking out the window the other day, like, wow, I forgot that this exists. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but also grateful, so grateful.
0: So yeah, yeah, man. All right. So we've we've got a good conversation coming up. But first we gotta determine how we're having this conversation, who who in this room is a Christian. Oh oh. so (laughs) (laughs) Jessica Ray. Whoa. Gimme three things
1: Hmm. that
0: to you make someone a Christian.
1: Yeah, so I really want to say that showing unconditional love, I feel like, has to be really high on the list. So that, for sure, uh, being able to move with that and, like, really embody that uh, characteristic in, like. Tough situations, I think, is is super high on the list. Um I think I have that sort of like mentality from back in the day of this being just instilled with in, in my brain of, you know, if he should confess with his mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe so in his heart. <laughs> so so like that, I guess. Um but honestly, I, I really Yeah, I think it's love like embodying that characteristic fully wholeheartedly and unconditionally and just um, having the integrity to continue to fight for that, right? Because I think love really when we embody that, it's going to bring us into another zone and another atmosphere of how we care for people, how we talk to people, how we talk about ourselves, um, what our actions are and how we care for the world, um, and the environment. So I think that, you know, really is that, and then having the integrity to back it up. So yeah, those, those things. <laughs> All
0: right. So are you a Christian?
1: You know, I, I guess I, I still identify as that. Yeah. I, I think I still identify as that. Uh, Traditional Christian? No. (laughs) uh, Yeah. (laughs) All
0: right. And going by what you've determined today, am I a Christian this week?
1: You know, Janice, uh, (laughs) I, I, I have to say yes. I think that you're a super conscious human being and... I think that you have a commitment to growing, and you have a commitment to loving and growing in love. And I, yeah, I, I think so. I think so. All right,
0: I'll take it. So, Christian again. Here we go. Oh. <laughs> okay you you said a little buzzword there, mm-hmm. which is going to lead us right on in.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: <laughs> so, speaking of being. Super conscious. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man, yes, yes. Cool.
0: Jessica Ray and I have been talking about just our church experiences. Um, so we are both black. We are both women. We are both artists, huh. and we yeah. have both over these years just become more and more conscious, I think, of all those things. Yeah, yeah, man. And so I'm just really interested just in our journeys. Mm. Like, how did we end up having such <laughs> <laughs> a similar oh. journey? Whoa. Because like both of us at this point have done the megachurch thing or now outside of it and... Yeah. I know I'm definitely
1: anti-it. Same, man. Same. Can't can't do that anymore. <laughs> I don't think anybody should do it anymore to be real. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Same.
0: So I mean, so that's that's a journey because we met in a mega church. Mm-hmm. And are now meeting outside of it. So yeah. like what what do you think? How did we even end up in mega churches? Because neither one of us grew up in that. Ooh. What drew you to yeah. the megachurch?
1: You know, this is gonna sound super shallow. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I I I've examined this in myself over the years too, because I I'm typically not drawn to like super shiny things. And I don't really like a lot of spectacle, but I really do think that the actuality (laughs) of the situation is I was drawn to the spectacle. Mm -hmm. Um, I had never, I remember, I remember first of all, like I was in Massachusetts doing an internship at Jacob's Fellow Dance Festival and I knew I was going to move to New York. And so I was trying to find, like, what churches are happening in New York. And I had somehow, like, come across Hillsong in a Google search. So I remembered, like, hearing the music over the years. And I was like, oh, that's cool. They have, like, a church. Like, let me try that out. And I remember, I think I originally just saw a blog post. Like, I don't even know if I, I – came upon an actual website. I think it was like a blog at first. And that sounds very correct. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I remember seeing like, okay, this is, you know, it seems like a cool place. Like I think I had imagined it to be smaller than what it was. And and so when I finally got to the city and I was like, okay, I'm going to go to Hillsong. It's in, it's in this location. I don't know where that is. So I'm going to give myself an hour to figure it out. Uh, and I remember getting there and like being super confused because I had never seen people line up to go to church Mm. like I'm coming from Oklahoma City Oklahoma like there's a church almost on every corner here like church culture is big but ain't nobody lining up to go to church (laughs) okay it's just not happening so um that to me was just like unbelievable. And I couldn't, I I felt such um, I felt such a gravitation towards that because I was young and like on fire for Jesus. And I was like, I can't believe this is happening. Like our generation is gonna change the world. Like just kind of very hopeful and in that sort of uh sort of mindset. So that's really what brought me to Hillsong. And then I think the thing that kept me there, honestly, for a while was, um, Janice, here connect group. So I was feeling like a little lost after the first couple of services, because again, it was such a huge church. And, and I just like, I, I was in New York and like, I didn't know, like, I just, I did, I've never met so many different kinds of people. And so I just didn't really know how to navigate that. And I remember coming to your connect group because it was like in Washington Heights or like, like it was, it was just up there where I (laughs) lived, and I was like, okay, this is manageable. Like I can, I can make it, I can get there. And uh, just like your energy, the fact that you were an artist, you were also a black woman, like those things really helped me feel grounded and seen. And I felt like what you were cultivating in that group was such a beautiful sense of community. And and that really kept me, I feel like, a part of Uphill Song for some time. Uh but yeah, so that's kind of how I got like got into it. Uh what about you? I'm curious to know like you, dude. Yeah,
0: I um so I mean I when I was with Hillsong in Sydney first, because I did go to the Bible College, mm. but yeah, because I had grown up in church, grown up in like old school Pentecostal. Yes. Um, I had. Did you were your pastors growing up? Were they black?
1: So okay, so <laughs> my pastors growing up had a few. <laughs> uh, So yeah, so I, it was an interesting rotation. So my family unit is is kind of all over the place. My, so my mom and dad are divorced, but my dad was very, very into prophetic ministry. Very, Mm -hmm. very into that. So, and he would often like be at the front of the church, like prophesying into people's lives. So he was one of those people on the leadership team that was like, you're going to go on and do this. And like, this is what happened to you last weekend, but prepare for a new day, like that kind of thing. And my mom was just like very much a thinker and very much under, I, I think my mom really understood the intersection between her blackness and like what that meant in church. And so my mom did take us to more like churches that had black leadership but then we ended up going to this one church um, that was sort it wasn't a mega church by any means, but it was a church that had like a shiny, shiny dome. It was a known church um, in the, in Oklahoma. And, and it was an interesting, it was an interesting amalgamation there because it was a white preacher, but he had a lot of black people that were like, in leadership positions around him, at least from what I can remember. Um, and they were really trying to appeal to like the inner city. So there was a lot of, of yeah, there was just a lot of trying to appeal to that. But even so, there were a lot of, well, a lot in there still too. <laughs> so, a lot of stuff going on there too. But yeah, and then I at some point ended up going to like Northeast Church of Christ, where they didn't have any music, it was all acapella. It was a cappella. Black preacher preaching at the pulpit wow. every, every Sunday, and then with my grandma, <laughs> I would go to AME Church, yeah,
0: <laughs>
1: the Methodist Church, Episcopal African Methodist Episcopal, <laughs> and, so, and that was such an interesting experience, too. But, but with my grandma, like I didn't, I was not necessarily interested in like the church that like what, what it meant to do church there. Like the preaching wasn't that interesting to me. It was weird that they had all these guidebooks with like their Bible studies. But, but what I really took away from that experience is how involved my grandma was with her community and the Mm. people in her community. And she was always there for like, you know, giving out meals to people She was there like Toys for Tots. Like she was there at all of those church functions that had to do with the community and helping raise the community up. So I feel like I got to have so many different church experiences um, growing up. Uh, But yeah, to answer your question, an amalgamation (laughs) of (laughs) churches growing up. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so I grew up pretty much in this, yeah, the same church. Mm. the whole time um yeah. so it was a black couple but maybe maybe about 10 years in the pastor you know classic story took up with the church secretary classic. and uh <laughs> yeah so they so then there's basically like a church split and mm. he like to his credit he did you know, when he said he was leaving, like they're getting divorced, and he, you know, turned the church over to, you know, his now ex wife. Uh, yeah. Like, really, you know, supported yeah. her, got behind her, and was like, no, this is, this is, this is a good thing. This is a God thing. Like, this is, this is her church now. Yeah. Um, But still, you know, some people just couldn't, couldn't yeah. do a woman pastor. So, so yeah, so the <laughs> church split and, I mean, I was young, so I don't, and I'm bad with numbers anyway. Like, I cannot estimate a crowd to save my life. I'm like, I all good. I can tell there are at least five people here. Like, beyond that, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> but I'm gonna, I'm gonna say like we maybe, maybe back in like the heyday of the church, it was probably coming in at like 175, 200, wow. um, and then once it's split. We're probably down to like seventy-five, and then at like it never, it never really grew beyond that. So I mean, you got your mega churches. We were a mini church, like
1: <laughs> mini mega.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and then you know it was the type of church where it started at ten a.m. When it ended, who knows? Who knows? <laughs>
1: Yo, I hear, oh my gosh, oh yes, every time. And what does yes, that do, yes. <laughs> what does that do to a young person's heart and soul? Right.
0: <laughs> Nothing good, I tell you that. Like it. Oh man. You know, but I mean, but then that's like the beginning of some of the like problematic programming. I mean, cause like every, yeah, I like every, church every every like tendency in a church that they know is going to annoy people Mm -hmm. like they always have some kind of gas gaslighting technique
1: yeah make you feel
0: bad yeah
1: totally Uh, there's an excuse or an explanation and I and I think like what you're saying in terms of that training of like well church well it ends when it ends well it's like okay but you know we're not respecting anybody's time (laughs) <laughs> and that's okay because it's all about God.
0: It's like, all about God. Yeah. And it's all permission. his time. Right.
1: Yes, it's all his time. It all belongs to him. Your life belongs to him. Be grateful.
0: Right. Be grateful. You know, yeah.
1: Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. I, I hadn't even really thought about that. But but honestly, I would always resist that because I'm like, I do not need to hear you say this five different times the same thing. There's got to be a more efficient way. <laughs> like, you are not keeping me. Here. <laughs> oh my goodness. But no, but you're right though. That that whole thing of like it, you know, it's all his work and yeah. we're, we're grateful to be here and all you know, we should be grateful to give give all our time. Doesn't matter.
0: It doesn't matter. It yeah. doesn't matter. Cuz if yeah. you were watching a football game you got time (laughs) (laughs) you know
1: yeah all of that all of that
0: so so yeah so grew up in that um and then the church started using you know some of Hillsong music so that was how I knew Mm -hmm. about Hillsong and then I so after high school like I didn't know I didn't know what I did. Actually, I did know what I wanted to do. Like, I, I always loved music, mm. but that's not practical. So like, you need to do, you need to study something real. So like, so I would go off and on to college. Like I would go for a while, try to study something real, be bored out of my mind, be like, no, oh,
1: so boring. <laughs> I'm going to
0: go back to work, you know. Yeah. Get bored with work. I'll go back to school. So just like kind of bouncing back and forth. Um, and then I was like, well, I'll go to found out about Hillsong College. Mm. And then because it was because it was something like my mom and my church, you know, church leadership recognized. Yeah. Then this was like something that was allowed. So this was mm. okay, like we can, we can support this. Because yeah. also, you know, the church I grew up in was very, very much like, no, the pastor Mm. pastor is very involved and you know you need to be submitting things to leadership like like there's no way I could just make that decision on my own
1: like yeah like you really need to go just like you're going to God you need to go to the pastor and see like if this is an okay thing exactly yeah that's and it's so weird too because I I definitely felt very similarly I remember um the last, some of the last time that I spent in that church, the church with the gold dome um, <laughs> was, it was a Pentecost Sunday and something about the way that they marketed this Pentecost Sunday, they brought in an out of town preacher that was supposed to be like this prophet, a prophetic voice, right? So then like after the service, it was essentially the rest of the service, which was everybody getting in line to get a word. Well, no. (laughs) And so, of course, we get in line and I'm like, okay, here we go. Another hour and a half. (laughs) Here it really goes. Get ready for this. But when he got to me, he started speaking all this stuff about me. He told me I was a dancer. He told me that I would write All of this stuff. He told me that I was going to be involved in music. He told me all of this, like all of these things that I felt really resonated with me at the time, because I was trying to make the decision, like, am I going to school for dance or am I going to school for journalism? I -hmm. was going to choose one or the other. And so I was really in that time. And I think it speaks to your point of like, when we're feeling like we don't necessarily have like a solid ground Of like, okay, I'm gonna like this is my next direction when that because we're all essentially just searching for an answer in some degree, shape, or form. And so I I feel like I was like looking for the answer. What do I do when I go to college? (laughs) And because he just like knew that I was a dancer without me having danced at all, which somebody could have told him that, because I would dance in services sometimes, you know but I, I figured, yes, I will go to, I will go to college for dance and I will, I will pursue this creative track. So yeah, it, it really did feel like, okay, I need to get approval from like mm-hmm. the church as a governing body. And I feel like I've heard that phrase too. There's the church as a governing body. And, and just the fact that that is like, so imprinted in my mind it's like a church is just a group of people why let a group of people that really don't know you that well like tell you what to do (laughs) right right like i i totally get like going to god and asking him for some revelation or some something but i think it's really about like trusting the God that's speaking to you right because we're I think that's another thing we're always looking for validation not everybody but I know I personally have this problem of looking for my validation in other people and I feel like I was being trained at such a young age to really look for that in other people and I need to look for God's confirmation in all of these other people before I did the thing you know yeah yeah who
0: girl? <laughs> which which to I like, look at it now and I'm like oh that's just more of the programming. Yeah. Like it's basically <laughs> these people keeping themselves in a job. Like yeah. yeah. You need you need us here to you know tell you tell you what's right and what's what. Um so yeah so I got to go ahead. went to Sydney. Was only supposed to be there for a year mm. and then ended up staying there about four and a half years. Wow. Um but after like after the first year, I knew I knew I could never go back like to my old church.
1: Mm-hmm. Like
0: I had just my mind had changed so much. Yeah. And so like Hillsong was good in the sense that it it was such a drastic change. Yeah. Um and it just broke it broke a lot of started breaking like just a lot of the uh, initial religious kind of stuff that mm-hmm. I had um mm-hmm. you know because Song would do things like having you know just like secular music playing in yeah. like in the foyer in the lobby area and you know when you're you don't know how many triggers you have or how religious you are until like you're hit with something and so, true. <laughs> so you're like oh oh this oh. bothers me why oh. does this bother me yeah and so part of the programming of hill song a lot of it is like anti like anti what you came from yes which you know is good in a certain sense yeah um but i don't know it's just it's just radicalizing you in a new way like it's just,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> it's just yes, yeah, switching you from it's like changing companies. It's just like switching yeah. you from <laughs> from one oh. boss to another one. And now you know, yeah. I used to work at Facebook, but now I work at Twitter. And
1: <laughs> gonna know. switch to Instagram soon. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh! No, no, that's so real. Um. No, and and I think to speak on your point, too, of, like, you don't really know how many triggers you have, like, and and that is a big thing, like, playing secular music when, like, we've been indoctrinated in this world that, like, we are not of the world, right? So, like, I think that is something that Hillsong is really, really good at, is, like, we're not saying you're of the world, but it's not terrible to also indulge in, like, where we live we inherit like we are a part of this planet like right. we can't divorce ourselves from like living in the natural so like let's not pretend <laughs> we don't live here so like yeah and, and I will give Hillsong credit for that of being able to integrate that so well but yeah like you said it's just like another way of of shifting the programming to like accept like certain things as normal um yeah man I want to yeah I I'm sure you'll probably like do an episode about like being in that bible college but yeah I would love to hear more about that and just like the transformation that took place because I I guess one thing that I want to know is like what kind of ideologies started to shift for you there
0: so there so I mean I came in very very pentecostal Mm -hmm. um very very bible-based like you know definitely grew up memorizing passages of scripture um grew up you know you're hearing sermons that are an hour and a half two hours long like Mm -hmm. those preachers were getting into the word so came in with like a very heavy foundation of the bible um you know, speaking in tongues, all these things. But then at the same time, being also very embarrassed about these things because they're not cool. And you know they're not cool. (laughs) So not cool, man. (laughs) They're not cool. So then like, it was kind of easy for Hillsong to like start stripping a lot of that away Mm -hmm. because you were already embarrassed about it anyway. So now,
1: cool. I want to be a cool Christian. I have to be this, so I want to be cool. (laughs) Right.
0: (laughs) And so, like, and as time has gone on, I think a lot of people, probably people in Hillsong, would be surprised to know that Hillsong is a Pentecostal church.
1: Yeah, I'm surprised to hear that, to be honest with you.
0: Yeah, like, you wouldn't. No. You know, so, I mean, so they do it, and you know, more of an organized way like you're not having (laughs) you know tongues aren't breaking out during the worship and you're not interpretations and you know
1: all of that up in that too of just like people just um, and and then you're just like what and then somebody else from way across the way is like interpreting it I was always curious to know if the person that was like speaking that was just or the person that was interpreting that if somebody just like did that one time just like mess with people and just you know
0: I mean surely it 100% has happened
1: (laughs) I'm just like guys like people are making a lot of people are making this I mean you know believe what you want to believe but a lot of people are just saying things, <laughs> but apparently, just saying things is the hot ticket these That's days. That's <laughs> the tick,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Oh man! So 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 then you so you you go to Bible college, and then and then you come to New York. How mm-hmm. did how did that like how was that transfer like?
0: So coming back to New York, when I first came back, Hillsong wasn't here yet. Mm -hmm. um so I went to I was living upstate with a friend of mine that I met from bible college Mm. so was yeah living with her and then her family had had a little family church so I was going there and then I mean coming from Hillsong to anything is like hitting a brick wall because you're you you've gotten so into this mode of Just big church and it's fast paced and it's the lights and it's the cameras and it's like just everything. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then now I'm at this little family church with like the piano is out of tune. Oh no,
1: yes. You know, yeah. The
0: seating arrangement is bad. You know, because Hillsong and like you like it is very and I don't mean it in the bad, I mean it is in the bad way as well, but like it is very superficial, yeah like it looks good like it's yeah, it is a well run production, yeah, and you get used to that, mm-hmm. and you start to almost need that like it's
1: yeah no, it how makes- could
0: I it's like taking a thousand steps back i mean it's, it's <laughs> like having like going from a flat screen TV and then coming back, and they're like, "No, now we just we just listen to the radio, <laughs> <laughs> like we just do radio dramas here." And like, oh,
1: no, that's so real. I, I, it's yeah, it's aesthetically pleasing, oh. and part of that, like, I mean, that's design, you know. Yeah. And I think that was one thing that I really. I really enjoyed about it. It's like, this is a design, you know? And there's that part of me as an artist that's like, that's really cool that this is designed and it's designed well. And like, I feel aesthetically pleased. Like I feel the atmosphere that's being, you know, cultivated in here. Um, And it's great, man. Like it just feels, it almost feels like a wellness like trip or a journey. It's like a wellness journey you know um and yeah no i agree it's and yeah i think that's something that i struggled with too so like when i was going and i started to feel a little disconnected mm-hmm. um first of all i felt i felt like a lot of the sermons were very having grown up in those churches where it's like you get like intense word download like picking apart you know yeah. bible passages and then you're just, like, in this place where there are, like, 30-minute sermons, and, you know, they're talking about one verse. <laughs> and it's basically, like, be good. <laughs> like, be good. Like, that's, what, that's what it is. Like, don't be angry. <laughs> <But> give. <laughs> like, you know? Yep. yep. Um, so that was really difficult and I felt myself fighting this like need for the aesthetics and mm-hmm. for to the aesthetically pleasing and this need to like get more of the word of God and I just like I couldn't yeah that ultimately was the the thing that really I I guess like helped my process of like leaving because Mm -hmm. I just was like I'm not really getting fed by the word of God here like it's beautiful this is a beautiful production that and honestly also it was so weird um because I I think I volunteered with you like one time doing stage managing and I remember like it was such a weird experience for me because I, I was working in production freelance. So I was doing stuff like I wasn't necessarily stage managing, but I was like moving equipment and I was doing videography and, and I I just I was doing those production jobs. So it kind of felt like work, like mm-hmm. assistant work. And I was like, this is kind of this is kind of weird that I'm doing this and not getting paid. Like I, I know, like I probably and still in my brain, I'm like, you shouldn't have thought about it like that, Justin. It's like, no, like that was a job.
0: A <laughs> job, yeah.
1: It <laughs> was a job, and you weren't getting paid to do that job. But I also thought it was so, it was so weird to like see the assigned seating, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's a big thing I know that yeah. you have talked about and you spoke about in your blog as well. But like that was so weird to me because I had just never been in a church that was like you can't sit here <laughs> like, mm. Mm. or you can't sit down <laughs> like, yeah you know so that was that was very strange and like kind of telling to me and then I I remember seeing all the people that were on stage singing and only hearing like a couple of microphones <laughs> I'm like why are people's mics not on like I'm very confused as to what this is. So like when I started to see that kind of stuff, I was like, uh-uh. Yeah. <laughs> uh-uh. <Yeah>. Like <laughs> we're not doing that. I'm not doing that. Because it's just like, to me, I I don't know. I had seen you serve for so long. I felt like, even though I was only there for like a year and a half, I think I probably was there like two and a half years. And I'm just like, not, my <laughs> brain is just not really like processing it. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, like, I would see how hard you would work, and I knew that you had a voice, and you could sing, and, you know, like, you were very, very much, like, anointed with the word to be able to speak to people and really speak truth to people. And I was just like, why is this woman not getting, like, any any airtime? Like, hmm. I was confused, and that, that honestly has been a big in all of my church life and things yep. that I've observed that has been a big thing is just like put people of color up there like yep. these are the people that are coming and serving and like these these are the communities that you're trying to affect or like be a part of like why are none of them on stage like why do they have to spend like $5,000, $8,000, $10,000 to go to your school to yeah. then, like, come back here to work for free. That shit don't make no sense. <laughs> Y'all pimping. Y'all pimping. Like, you cannot do that. That's not right. Like, then they're gonna say it's in the name of, you know, you're gonna put Jesus's name on that? Like, yep. come on, dudes. Like, that's not right. Y'all are... <laughs> And then again it goes back to like thinking about you know tying in colonization and what does it mean um to really implement our systems and our ways of doing things um yep. on people and their cultures instead of going in and partnering with their communities like that part. That yeah. you know, yeah, uh, yeah, man.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh. So that,
1: like, seeing that, I think I was like, I was like, man, no. <laughs> it's just kind of like, <laughs> no, like, and, and I think I felt that. I I felt too, like I I didn't I follow and, and I would still follow you, like obviously on Instagram and like Facebook and about your book and I I would see you and I'm like I I feel like she's like gotta be and leadership like speaking at this point and all this stuff and then I I, when I would hear you talk about this stuff and and now reading your blog I'm just like what (laughs) (laughs) they had you come did they have you come up like one time for like Black History Month or something yeah I'm like come come on and I I was
0: literally literally at the end like that was I left I mean that might have been that might have been like the last time I was in church. Oh, yeah. I might have given, no, I might have, I probably gave it like two more weeks.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but yeah, because that was the last Sunday of Black History Month.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And yeah, by Easter, I hadn't been gone, going for a few weeks. Yeah. And then the last time I went was Mother's Day mm. because a friend of mine was speaking, you know, because yeah. the women speak on Mother's Day
1: yes
0: yes um, but yeah so that that was like how I knew <laughs> well that's the last time I was there yeah but yeah I had I had put in my time you um did. You did. but then you know so I I'm at that small church and then a couple I knew from the Bible college, they had moved to New York, New York and they were getting ready. They were planting their own church. Uh-huh. So me and one of my friends who was also upstate, another black woman, we were both like frustrated with being up here. <laughs> yes. In this, you know, whatever. So we were excited. Oh, like, okay, these are Hillsong people. They're going to start a church in the city. Yeah. So we joined that connect group. Fast forward, fast forward, that becomes the first Hillsong New York City,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: you know, connect group. So then that's obviously amazing. Like Hillsong is coming and we're here and this is right on time and it's great. So, yeah, like the first, probably the first two years, I mean, and there were issues from day one. Yeah. But again, you know. That's all the programming too. Of course, it's going to be hard. Like the enemy doesn't want this to succeed. Oh. So, you know, you got to, you can't get offended by stuff and you got to push past it and you got to push past your comfort zone and you're, okay, you yes. know, it's all, you're being tested and tried and you're in the fire, like just all the things.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, you know, going through that and I'm trying to, like, I'm, like, I'm trying to backtrack and be like, okay, when did I? When did I start like waking up, yeah, um, and like what because i like i have to, and I don't even know like when when I started realizing it, mm. but like a lot of my own journey, I was like, well, I have to combat this anti blackness that yeah. I have, yeah, um, and you know, like we talk about mega churches, mm-hmm. you know basically being a form of of colonization, yeah. Um, and I'm like, and you know, we are colonized people. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, there is this thing of, like I said, I was already embarrassed about my former church life because it just wasn't cool. Yeah. And then I think blackness kind of got attached to that.
1: Mm. And it's like,
0: well, the black church isn't really isn't really cool. Yeah. Um, you know, in this I mean, these white people, they got it down. Like, they...
1: Yeah, they're efficient.
0: They respect people's time. Yeah. You you know what you're going to get. These are are some good systems. Like, we can... (laughs) This system, it works. (laughs) Systems. (laughs) Systems. Wait a minute. (laughs) What
1: are systems? Systems. (laughs) Oh, Oh, girl, you're right, though. No, no. And that's, like also brave of you to say say that too like yeah we were discussing like sort of what it means to again approximate yourself to whiteness um, and what that means being inside of these mega churches where whiteness is still like what's being broadcast as good uh, this is desirable this is what where you want to attain you know power success like visibility all of that and um yeah yeah. and we're like we're in these colonized mindsets and yeah so no I I I thank you for saying that and I think one thing that really started to wear at me um because I also I've also been combating like my anti-blackness for a really long time and there are still a lot of things that I I have to navigate and deal with with myself and um one thing that was really I feel like helpful for me growing up was my mom was always very very adamant about like this is your history this is where you came from Mm. and she always um wanted to make sure that like I knew that these white people were not out here for me (laughs) (laughs) but even in knowing that there's that like right because there's there's that sense of okay but I am a Christian I love all people and I want to believe that love is more powerful than hate and I want to believe that like this is actually not an issue in the kingdom of God, like my blackness is actually not an issue in the kingdom of God, but then you also have to look at it from the standpoint of we live in the natural world, right, so like we're born this way, we're born also a lot of white people born and acculturated around bias against people of color, black people, and those are things we have to unlearn and that's not it's not saying that like this is in the spiritual realm like the main issue it's saying that like this is part of your flesh that you have to fight you have to like battle and like contend against like you don't get a pass because you know jesus you don't just get to say jesus doesn't see that Oh, but your ass does. (laughs) (laughs) You need to address that. (laughs) So I think, I think one of the big things that really just kind of like woke me up um, really quickly was like Trayvon Martin. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. That happened. uh, And I remember going downtown and in Union Square and like seeing the protests that were happening about that and just really wrestling with like the fact that he was wearing a hoodie and that somebody felt like they could gun him down and that they were trying to make this like they were trying to put his death on him like it was his fault and I just remember being like struck that nobody was talking about that in church and so that really bothered me so that was like a really intense, like kind of wake up, like like punch to the chest. Um, and I started thinking about my brother and like how he grew up and like how he couldn't wear hoodies. When like my mom would always tell us, like like we would be like she'd be driving us to school and my mom would say to my brother, like take your hoodie off. Like I'll get you a hat for the winter. Like you can't go in the hoodie with a hoodie on, into the gas station to pay for gas, because she would always send him in to pay for the gas <laughs> in the winter. <laughs> and, um, so, like, my brother having to grow up with that, and like, just, like, that so not being fair, so that was that was something, and then another really big upset was when <clears throat> Eric Gardner happened, and Black Lives Matter was happening, and they were yeah. marching through the se- streets. When they were marching through the streets of oh gosh, I can't say this, when they were marching through the streets of New York City and chanting, and I remember this, at this time, I was at Liberty Church, and I just, I came in there mad, because I was like, I walked past the demonstration to go to church, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and I was like, I feel like I need to be here right now, but I'm really upset, And I kind of want to be out there marching with them, but I also feel like I need to talk to God right now. And I remember they mentioned it in their, in their intro or whatever, like in their prayer. Right. And I just kept sitting there thinking like, they don't say anything about this. Like I'm leaving, like I'm getting up out of the service and leaving But they did, like, mention it in the prayer um, and talk about how, like, oh, people are hurting right now, and, like, we need to pray for, you know, people's hearts, and, like, we need to just pray about the injustice that's going on. And I think, like, in that moment, I just realized that this is, like, never going to be a fight that Mm. this community takes on and that, like... This is just not. This is just not going to be something that they're going to be able to to take on because they don't have anybody in leadership that like looks like me. There's like barely anybody here that looks like me, <laughs> and they can you know talk about the issue and pray about it, but if they don't have any constructive dialogue about it, then like then there's you know there's a lot that's going to be missed, and it's a shame. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So that's that, and that's a wrap on episode 5A. Thank you to Jessica Ray for starting such a good conversation, and to you for listening in. I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope you'll share, subscribe to, rate, and review this podcast as you see fit. And speaking of reviewing, put a pin in that. Because in part two next week, Jessica Ray mentions my book a few times, which reminded me, I wrote a book, y'all. It's called The Divide, and it's a book of poetry about race and religion. And I would love for you to read it. So I've got five free copies to give away. And there are two ways you can snag one. Number one, leave a written review for this show on Apple Podcasts. Preferably a good one, obviously. But you do you and do what you gotta do. And then just hit me up via email or my Instagram DMs to let me know. Or, option number two, help me figure out whether or not I'm a Christian next week. Give me your list of three things that make someone a Christian. You can DM it to me or speak it to me, either by using the voice message option on the God Has Not Given anchor page, link in my Instagram profile, or by emailing a voice note to me at godhasnotgiven at gmail.com. Whatever works for you, I will greatly appreciate it. So thank you in advance for that and for tuning in again next week. I'm already looking forward to it and I hope you are too. I also hope your December is going as well as possible and that you are staying as safe as possible. Be well, and I'll talk to you soon.